we had to make sure that we were delivering more value to our partners than just being a source of referrals for them. We had taken that superpower that I mentioned earlier, and we had overemphasized that in our relationship. Welcome to SaaS Connect, the SaaS Partnership Podcast, brought to you by the Cloud Software Association. Thank you, as always, to our podcast producers, content allies. They help B2B companies like you launch revenue-generating podcasts. They'll schedule interviews, produce the podcast, and promote it. Check them out at contentallies.com. Thank you, everyone, for joining SAS Connect 101. We're happy to see everybody here, and it looks like we've got a, a good group today. So joining us today is Henry Privet, and he's with Impact. And he's going to tell us his journey of how he got to drive 40% of their global revenue through partnerships. He's got a pretty interesting story. So I'll be turning it over to him in a second, but just kind of some housekeeping things. We definitely want to keep this super interactive. So I will be monitoring the Q&A throughout the session. So please feel free to just put your questions in there. I'll make sure that we get them all answered. We also want to encourage anybody who's not currently involved in our active Slack channel, go ahead and join. We've moved everything to the Slack channel since we're in a virtual environment. You can do that at the cloudsoftwareassociation.com forward slash join, and then you'll be able to have access. And if you are a full-fledged member of our association, you'll be able to join Henry in a one-on-one, more interactive, quiet uh, question session in the members channel. The Zoom link will be there so you can do some socialization prior to his presentation. And so with that, I'm going to turn this over to Henry to go ahead and get started. And just let me know when you want to move your slides, Henry. And as I said, I'm going to be watching the chat. So please feel free to put those questions in there and we'll make sure we get them answered. Sweet. Yeah. And I hope everybody listening in feels comfortable to just ask a question as we go. So we want to make this as interactive as possible. And actually, so I know the title says how to have agencies drive 40% of your global revenue. I would say it also includes a big part about what not to do, because I feel like our team has learned a lot of what to do right and what not to do. And uh, so that's a little bit about what the story is about. For those of you that aren't familiar with Impact, I thought I'd just give you some color around what we are. We are a 12-year-old company, or we're a SaaS company, obviously, and we brand ourselves as a partnership automation platform. So we power scaled referral programs and uh, affiliate programs for some of the largest brands in the world. My journey with Impact started in 2013, actually right when we brought on our first enterprise customer being Target. And since then, Impact has grown to work with brands across lots of different verticals, both B2B and B2C. And in 2019, we had a second round of funding from Providence that has continued to fuel our growth as a category leader around partnership automation. I think you can go to the next. You got it. Yeah, so just some color on kind of the scale of impact today. Uh, We're over 620 employees globally. We're in about, I want to say 13 offices around the world. We handle around $25 billion in e-commerce sales for our merchants. And we have about 1,500 customers, primarily in the enterprise space globally. Moving to the next one. Yeah, that's perfect. As far as our agency channel, just to give you some color around that. So we work, it ebbs and flows, but about 120 active agencies are working with customers on our platform. And about 50% of our revenue has an agency tied to it, meaning there's an agency managing that program. Um, And about 35% of our enterprise brands are working with agencies. We do have some customers that would fit more into the mid-market size, and that would bring the total up to about 50% of our customers have their partnerships managed through an agency. 
Hey, so I have a, a quick question for you, Henry. So you talk about partners. I know that that can yeah. mean a lot of different things, right? We all have different types of partners. Can you explain a little bit about you know, who your partners are? Yeah, that's great. So I think anybody that's been in Cloud Software Association has had to ask somebody, hey, can you define what partnership <laughs> means? Because it looks so different. The way my view on this is that there's the spectrum of partnerships. Some live, uh, let's say on the left side, very much in the acquisition space where it's a, about acquiring customers through your partnerships. That's where I would put um, affiliate marketing as a group. You're compensating another company to drive referrals or traffic to you. Influencers potentially in that spectrum. Agency channel would be a little bit more on the right. They are a good acquisition channel for SaaS companies, but obviously that's not their primary focus. And then down on the right, I would put integrations and, and strategic partnerships that might be more about customer experience, more about an integrated experience, that kind of thing. So the partnerships that we primarily power would be on the pure acquisition side. So almost everything on our platform, and we power about 600,000 partnerships globally, almost all of those are performance-based. So it's one company compensating another for driving an outcome on their site or in their app, uh, whether that's a sale or a lead or something else. Okay, cool. That's interesting. So who would you say would not be a fit for for this? Yeah. So yeah, we're, I mean, we're, obviously it doesn't look like it's a fit for every type of agent. That's exactly right. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't claim that impact is a fit for every type of partnership under the sun, regardless of what our marketing team might, might sometimes <laughs> say. Are The partnerships that we really excel at powering and bring automation around are those commission-based partnerships where the incentive or the exchange of goods is some kind of compensation and where the nature of the referral is either a lead or a sale, and it's scaled. It's a volume of traffic or it's a volume of leads. That's probably the, the group that we really do well with. That's where our customers use us for. Where we typically don't power the partnership would be something more in a like account-based partnerships, where the referrals are less often Potentially, there's no compensation. You're not compensating that company to refer business. Maybe there's a bi-directional referral. So I would say we typically don't play in that space. Those are companies that I would say like Crossbeam, I know does a good job. Partner.io does a good job. Got it. Okay, thanks. That was helpful. Yeah, you bet. Just about our agency channel, just to set up kind of the rest of this, we primarily work with digital marketing agencies. So this is everything from what we call OPMs, which is a kind of a niche term for an agency that focuses on affiliate management as a marketing channel to influencer agencies. And then we work with some of the largest independent and holding group agencies in the world as well. So it's a pretty broad spectrum. Traditionally, the company has seen this group of companies, this channel as an acquisition channel. So it's a way that we acquire new customers through these partnerships with agencies. And I think pretty unique in the SaaS space is we actually, we unlike a lot of other major SaaS vendors, we don't pay for leads, certainly not agencies. Traditionally, all of our referrals have been the result of some other exchange of goods, providing value in a way that the agencies want to refer their business to us. Agencies are also, for us, critical in servicing our impact customers. If anybody listening manages an agency channel, they know that if you don't have a service that competes with the agency, it's a lot easier to attract agencies to work with you. And that's definitely boded well for us. And my last comment about our agency channel would be that we have a certification program that we offer to agencies to ensure that there's a certain level of quality for how they manage programs on our platform. Next slide. 
Yeah. So one of this depiction kind of tells a little bit of our story. So I mentioned that I, I've been with the company since 2013. I did a variety of different things. I came over to what was then just called the agency team in late 2015. And very soon was the only person that worked with agencies at Impact. And so kind of what you see with that hockey stick up, up into the right is our story for how we took this concept of an agency channel from basically zero to a major driver of business, both in 2018, which is a big pivotal year that we'll talk about here in a second, as well as now. So I think if you want to actually progress to the sure, next yes. slide, a couple things that just about how we had that growth, right? We went from zero referrals, zero revenue from being from referrals from our agency channel to 5 million in a year and 400 qualified opportunities. And I think what we had on our side was cluelessness in some ways. We I actually, when I was the sole contributor, came into the channel as many partnerships people do, not really knowing what an agency was, <laughs> what it meant for the company, yeah, or how to make it a meaningful part of the business. And so I, I didn't really make any assumptions, asked a lot of questions. Our team slowly, as we brought on another person and in 2017, together we were kind of figuring out, hey, what does this thing called an agency channel look like? And I think one of the big things that we discovered was, hey, we actually have some kind of leverage in this relationship. We've got like a, a superpower, if you will. And I think that that's really important for anybody that's managing an agency channel is you got to find what do your agency partners actually care about? And you got to make sure you listen to them and that you find a way to get your whole company around helping make that partnership effective. So that's a big part of what we did. I'd say one of that piece of leverage that I'm describing is one of our unique differentiators is that we actually did not have a service that competed with agencies. And so we actually ended up referring a lot of business to our agency partners. And so uh, oh, wow. I think that that was, yeah, that was a big part of our, I think our success story is we realized our agencies are struggling to acquire customers through their own sales and marketing channels. And we have an opportunity to identify needs of brands in our sales process and to be able to refer that to our agency partners. So we turned that into a major kind of flywheel effect for how we acquired new agency business through referring business out to our partners. That's great. I mean, nothing, you know, wants you to do business with <laughs> someone that's you, you're referring you leads is an amazing thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I think a lot of companies have the ability to do this. I think what the first hurdle you have to overcome is you've got to get internal buy-in from your yeah. sales and CS team to help you identify those opportunities and to be able to ensure that your team can actually harness that and, and refer it to your strategic partners. Yeah, I agree. I think we all agree in partnerships, like you've got to get the buy-in of the broader organization to make it successful for sure. Yeah. So there's the interesting you know, the, stuff. It sounds like Henry, <laughs> the interesting stuff, <laughs> the stuff that we learned from. Exactly. So I would say, you know, we 2018 was this like crazy year where we did a, a ton of volume. We felt like we were on cloud nine. We were the golden child of impact as far as a, a team that made a meaningful impact on, on our, our business's growth. But I, I think we dropped the ball in a lot of ways. And it started happening, obviously, in 2018, but we felt that impact in 2019. Um, I think some of the things that stick out to me when kind of reviewing 2019 was we had taken a very transactional approach with many of our agency partners, some of our most valuable partners. We'd gotten to a place where looking back on 
QBRs, which we tried to have regularly with our big agencies, it really had become a conversation about who could refer each other more business. And we lost the bigger picture of, okay, what is the value of this agency relationship to impact beyond just their ability to refer business? And I think that us becoming transactional in that focus actually impacted that relationship in a negative way and and has taken time to repair a lot of that. I think the second piece was around support. I can't overstate this enough. You have to have really good support and you got to treat your agencies like they're your customers. And I think Impact as a company started to see their agency channel as a acquisition channel and forgot that, hey, these agencies are actually our customers too. And we've got to make sure we've got dedicated, top-notch support for these, for the agency themselves, not just their their customers that they bring to our platform. And I think the other thing is just, hey, what are you measuring? I think where we did a really great job in deciding that we were going to measure the impact of agencies on our business from a net new customer perspective, we had done a pretty poor job in effectively measuring other ways that agencies impact our business as far as how do they affect our churn rate? How do they affect our NPS score? Which is a you know obviously important to us as as a as yeah a absolutely yeah that's interesting. So do you think that it was more around focusing in on more you know less quantity and more quality, like just getting the right fit for these partners? Is that kind of what turned this thing around? Yeah, I, I think you could pop over to the next slide. There's I, I will explain it. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I think the things that we learned from this is we had to make sure that we were delivering more value to our partners than just being a source of referrals for them. We had taken that superpower that I mentioned earlier and we had overemphasized that in our relationship and when we were no longer able to deliver the same right we were now working with more agencies so how do you deliver the same amount of great Right. There's not enough to go around, right? Not enough to go around. (laughs) Yeah. You've got to have a broader value proposition to your partners. And this is not just for agencies. It's for any kind of partner, but certainly for our agencies. Mention this too. You got to see your agency as a customer. I think it's a big mistake that agency channel managers can make is just seeing the agency as an acquisition source. You got to staff your agency channel to take on new agencies. So we've had some success driving new agency partnerships and really educating digital agencies on the value of affiliate marketing, the value of influencer marketing. But when you're understaffed, you're not able to really cater to those agencies' needs effectively. And then I I would say the other piece to your point, Sue, because if you're having trouble getting the right buy-in to provide sufficient support uh, to your agencies, right? You can't always lean on the same partners forever. You have to have an outbound strategy to grow your channel. So that's another thing. We had been so busy kind of bringing in the lead and trying to create productive partnerships with this limited pool of partners that we had that we had not taken that step to really proactively try to grow the channel and educate the market on how on this opportunity and grow the number of channel partners we were working That's great. I love your second bullet point. Your agency is your customer, your partner is your customer. And I do think you're right. In partnerships, sometimes we forget that, that, you know, they are actually partner agency slash customer and and you want the whole organization to believe that. That's a really good point. Yeah. All right. So 2020, I want to hear what happened. Yeah. So 2020 is been a big year. Obviously, COVID-19 has been big for everybody. I think in, in some ways, it gave us an opportunity to, to really rethink, okay, what are we doing wrong? What do we need to change? 
And so we made a big initiative in 2020, our, our leadership team. By the way, our, our partnership team has since grown. We have 15 people total on partnerships. A portion of that is on our agency channel. And our leadership team made a decision that they were finally going to stand behind agencies and reorg our support structure around agency portfolios. The challenge we had is we had some agencies that were managing 60, 100 customers on our platform, but our company had not given designated resources to a particular book. So an agency was having to interact with potentially dozens of impact employees to get support on their accounts. So we made that a big focus. We got to take supporting our agencies as customers more seriously. We started to have more value-based conversations as well, like conversations around, hey, how do we help you grow your business? How do we maybe back off a little bit on asking for referrals and have more conversations about how we can include our partners in more of our content? How can we get case studies together and kind of broaden the value that we're providing to them? We ramped up, we brought on two people that their core focus was helping to further develop our agency channel. So they were out there just bringing in new agencies, digital agencies that had never heard of or potentially never invested in an affiliate marketing strategy. And we're now becoming a thought leader with these agencies, teaching them about this opportunity and working with them to grow that practice. I'd say we also learned that we had to expand, found that agencies, there was only ever going to be so much opportunity with this particular agency channel. And for us to continue to grow year over year, we needed to develop more channels with our customers, with technology companies. So that was a big emphasis too, as we expanded we kind of got the buy-in from the executive team to take on additional new initiatives outside of just agencies. I think those are the big things. Anyway, I think we have a question. So if you don't mind, I'm going to just pull yeah. up Q&A real quick and make sure we get this answered. So we've got Nick Thomas. What did the biz case look like? And what did your execs focus on? Was it just some revenue per agency metric? You know, the biz case, I'm assuming, Nick, this, this is probably around the business case for getting a reorg for our support structure. I'm going to go with that. I think we're right. We had the data from an acquisition perspective, and the data showed that right 2018 we had this giant leap in growth uh, from referrals from our agencies, and we had enough instances documented where because we had we had done a disservice and not organizing support or onboarding around these agencies, they were having a bad experience and not continuing to refer new business to us. So we basically, because the company was still saw agency as an acquisition channel, we had to make sure our proposal reflected that, hey, unless you reorganize support and onboarding, these partners that have been productive are not going to continue to be able to be productive because they're not going to like working with us. That was a big part of it is just knowing what's important to our leadership team and making sure our business case talked about how if you want to continue to see this channel grow, then you've got to support these agencies in a better way. Excellent. And there's another question that just filed in from Nikita. And the question is, do you currently work with any reseller partners or is the core focus of agencies referrals? It's primarily, it's a great question. So we definitely have done reseller models. We typically call them like bulk licenses where agencies have been able to license our platform and resell it essentially to other customers. I would say that that's a very small part of our agency channel. The majority of it is referral. Our preference is certainly to have a direct contract with the brand for for lots of different reasons. And I think we've done a good job trying to basically build the case with an agency for why that's better for everybody if they're a referral partner versus a reseller partner. That's awesome. 
Thanks, Nick and Nikita. Thanks for your questions and keep the questions coming, guys. We'll make sure we get them all answered for you. I'll just progress you to the next slide. Want to hear about your advice for sure. Yeah. So this is, um, I feel very passionate about this and this isn't just for agencies. This is for any, any partnership initiative. I think your success is as much about creating a healthy internal partnership with sales, customer success and product as it is about creating, you know, great external partnerships. You have to sell your channel in with sales and CS because if they can get behind you and they understand the types of opportunities that you're looking for to be able to refer to your agencies or why an agency relationship is important for their next deal or for the health of their client, then they're going to be much more bought into kind of your vision and help you grow that channel. It's a big one. You want to lead with, if you work for a SaaS company where the product is good, that's your major value prop. And I think that that's, oh, yeah. that's always the I first thing. Yes. Yes. If you get away from that, then you're diluting the value prop of the partnership in general. You got to lead with product. If you're not impressed with your company's product, um, my advice would actually be you might want to find a new company because it's going to be an uphill <laughs> battle. For real. It's hard to evangelize something that you yourself don't actually feel is totally. a good thing. <laughs> Yeah, demand exceptional customer success. I mean, this is timeless. Like I think Ford, the founder of Ford, actually, you know, had lots of statements about the importance of customer experience. And that's totally true in SaaS and partnerships. You got to like that has to be number one. Uh, and then I would say just be objective and direct with your partners. One thing that I say with my team is, hey, be squeaky. We all get the grease. If you're not asking your partners, hey, how can we grow? How can we work on getting a referral next quarter from you and what do you want this to look like, then you're probably not going to be first of their mind when they're thinking about who they're going to refer a client. So you definitely need to be direct and you need to be as objective as you possibly can be. Yeah, I think that fourth point is so important just to be able to, you know, have that objectivity and directness with your partners, right? Like setting the right expectation and understanding that it is a two-way street. You know, you can promise them a lot of things, but you know, as you said, that was kind of maybe one of the things that led to some of the issues, right? You know, promising yeah. not being able to deliver, right? I think that it is, you know, it's two-way street. So kind of, you know, it's okay to ask as well, like, how can we help you? But the goal mm -hmm. is mutually benefiting from the partnership, right? And actually, yeah. we were talking, another question came in. So I want to make sure we get that answered. Another Nick, this is like a very common, actually two more questions. <laughs> so we've got Amir and then we've got Nick. So Amir is asking, can you talk a bit more about why a digital agency would refer you and to who? Yeah, totally. So I mentioned 2018, we had about 400 referrals from our agency channel. And that's, think about that in terms of, I think at that time we were working with under a hundred agencies. That's a lot of business from fairly small book of agencies. And we do even more than that today. So the business has really grown that channel. So why all that? Why are agencies referring business? Going back to that second bullet point on the screen, I think we've created a product that is unmatched as far as its ability. And we do a very good job in our engagement. We actually have a sales process with agencies where even though they're not buying anything directly from Impact, we're selling them on the value prop of our product. And that's the primary reason. They believe that our product is better than our competitors. And the second piece is the way that we talk about how we work on referrals. We actually have a couple sections in our sales process where we talk about our partnership and we cover things like case studies and we cover things like co-branded marketing material, that kind of stuff. We also talk about process 
hey, one of the things that we can provide to you agency is when you complete a certification, depending on where your strengths are, you might be eligible for a referral. And we mentioned to them, hey, if you're in a position to be able to refer a customer to us, these are some things to look out for, for what might be a good fit for us. And then we can also offer things like discounts to agencies if they're able to refer in a specific way. You know, you have to send this email in this way, then we can actually provide a discount. There's a little bit of incentive there. It's, it's pretty process driven though, because as everybody in a partnership team knows, you got to fight for attribution. So you got to make sure that our process is followed. That was awesome. That was a great question, Amir. And then we've got another Nick. Nick Del Rosso has a question and wants to know if you can dig in a little bit more into your process and what you've found to be most effective when you're recruiting and qualifying new partners. Yeah, that's great. So we constantly have a new group of agencies that we're going after. So basically what we do is we do these roundtable sessions as a team. There's about six people that are just on agencies and about half that team is just on acquisition. So what we do is we review, we identify a list, let's say of digital agencies that are between maybe 20 to 100 employees. That's a good sweet spot for a digital agency that's nimble, that is can take on a new service. And we do a prospecting campaign with those agencies. And based on the response rates that we get, the types of conversations that we have with those agency partners, we then in that roundtable review, okay, what's working? What types of contacts did we engage? What were they interested with? And we try to to build out some key learnings that'll help inform our next round of prospecting so that we're always kind of changing our outbound messaging and our process for onboarding based on regular feedback that we're getting through the sales process. So I'd say it constantly evolves, constantly changes, but hopefully that answers Nick's question. I'm happy to, if I didn't answer it, happy to add any other color. Yeah. And I like that concept of the round table and just keeping it fresh because it does change, right? And then different things happen and you need to kind of be able to have the right kind of partners to fulfill you know, the different trends that you're seeing. I have a quick question around, you know, are you guys on the partnership team? How well are you aligned with the sales team? Yeah. So interestingly, today, we do not roll up under a CRO. We roll okay. up under our own entity, our chief of partnerships. And so we are more aligned actually with customer success. But I would say that we, like my comments earlier about the importance of forging internal partnerships, um, that's definitely something we've done. So we have good relationships with our directors of sales. Uh, we have a couple of different regional directors and we've had a lot of input in their sales process so that basically when they're selling to a brand, they're always talking about uncovering the brand's need for services. What kind of services will you need? Do you have an agency? Do you not have an agency? And that turns into, they basically have a request queue that they can send to our team to say, hey, we've got a brand, they're potentially interested in agency services. These are the types of initiatives that they have going on. And then it's on our team's responsibility to identify potential agency partners that they might be willing to engage with. And and we provide those direct transparent referrals. Got it. That's great. Awesome. Yeah. I guess we're kind of getting to the end. If we have any other questions, guys, you know, feel free to pop them into the Q&A, but I'll let Henry close this out. Awesome. I, I think I did see some question from Todd Block. Are nope. You... you know what? We did get, I saw a question from Lori Cuts pop up. I don't know if you're seeing a different screen. Oh, I'm not seeing that, but let's, we'll, we'll go through your question first. 
<laughs> yeah, we have one more from Lori. Um, are you going to share a recording of the presentation? I guess that's really just more in general. We absolutely are, Lori. So you'll be able to have access to this. It's being recorded. So I'll get pushed out um, to anyone that has registered. So you'll definitely be able to, to have access to it. And I don't see another, if you see another chat. I see one in the main chat from Todd Block. So the question. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead and answer that. Yeah, sorry. I have that up on my phone. Yeah, you're, you're all good. So are you able to utilize any of Impact's tools to compensate agencies for the referrals? This is a great question. I love answering this one. So you asked the question, Sue, like what does Impact support? What does Impact not support? Today, we don't use our partnership cloud. That's the name of our product for agencies. But that's because we don't compensate agencies referrals. We have just our philosophy on that is if an agency is going to manage customers on our platform, we don't want there to be a compensation for that referral. We want it to be a true referral where you know there is no conflict of interest. That said, we do use our own product for powering our commission-based partnerships with companies that are not agencies. So think of like consultants, they might be making recommendations, but they don't actually manage the spend on our platform publishers, lead gen partners, variety of different partners and customers. If there is an exchange of good that is a referral fee, absolutely, we use our product for that. That was a great question. So I think we're going to be wrapping it up fairly shortly, but if there's any other questions, please feel free to add them. I'm going to make sure we're monitoring this properly and get them answered for you guys. But for those of you that are members, if you go to the Slack channel, there's going to be a speaker forum and Henry will be there and available to answer questions for you. There's a Zoom link that you can join. So that will just be kind of a separate grouping, but obviously here's Henry's contact information. So I'm sure he's more than happy to take your questions and, and answer stuff offline as well. And again, would encourage anyone who's not a member of the Cloud Software Association's uh, Slack channel to go ahead and join. And again, you can do that at the website, which is cloudsoftwareassociation.com forward slash join. And there's good interaction, lots of good collaboration within that group. I think you'll benefit from the content. Awesome. Thanks for the opportunity, Sue. If you like this and want more great insights on software partnerships, you've got to rate, like, and subscribe and join us at thecloudsoftwareassociation.com. Thank you as always to our podcast producers, content allies. They help B2B companies like you launch revenue generating podcasts. They'll schedule interviews, produce the podcast and promote it. Check them out at contentallies.com. We'll see you on the next episode.